Happy Sunday slash Monday, everyone. And how exciting. It's Cyber Monday for all you online shoppers. Who doesn't love online shopping? I, like, shop so much on Amazon. Like, it's ridiculous. And it was kind of exciting when they decided to buy Whole Foods because now I can shop so much more at Whole Foods. And if you're familiar with Whole Foods, you know they're kind of too pricey for their own good. But anyways, so just coming back from the holidays and I wanted to see how everyone was doing. Um, we spent the holidays with our my in-laws. Um, my husband loves freaking Thanksgiving. All of it. Food, you know, is all about Thanksgiving for whatever reason. I don't understand it. So, of course, I'm like, well, Thanksgiving's your family's and Christmas is mine. Because I'm like, not ever going to give up Christmas. Because it's amazing. So, we spent um, the last uh, four days in Corpus, where he's from. And we got to do quite a bit. And so, I'm going to talk about that. Um, my adventures in Corpus Christi <laughs> is what I'm going to talk about today. So, let's see. First thing, newsworthy. I haven't really been paying attention to the news. Um, I did get to go to the local news station in Corpus this morning with my mother-in-law. Um, she's a domestic violence advocate or... Mm, domestic violent advocate coordinator um not totally sure on her title anyways she basically is like the person who would be in court with um victims of domestic violence she's like their support system and she advocates for victims and um is their support system with anything they need whether it's looking for shelter or um, uh, any resources like monetary resources that's what she does so she works directly with the prosecutors in Corpus and the DA at the DA's office pretty much so it's kind of big time but anyways this morning she was on um, it was kind of like a variety show and it was called Domingo Live and it was interesting because I was sitting there in like the audience, quote-unquote, I don't really think they panned to us, I hope not, because if they did, I was looking at my phone the whole time, I was watching dog videos, <laughs> um, but yeah, it was like a variety show, so it was like local talent playing, and then also organizations such as what she was there for, just talking, like two-minute segments, it was really, it was really quick, 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 but it was kind of cool to see. Um, but she was just talking about an event she's going to be having um, next Wednesday, yeah, uh, in Corpus. So, but I won't tell you any more about that because obviously I don't live in Corpus. Um, so, anyways, but yeah, it was really cool. She's uh, she's pretty interesting. She's got a lot of knowledge and like she deals with like a lot of stuff in Corpus. Like I couldn't believe some of the uh, cases she's told me about. It's kind of crazy, but it's a uh, she's pretty pretty tough lady. But anyways, um yeah, so no real news. Like I said, I haven't really seen anything, but I guess I really haven't been paying attention to anything 
and I don't normally watch the news period like I usually get everything from like social media like CNN or whatever um, but we've been so freaking busy since like Wednesday when we left Austin so yeah but no news for today I do have a recommendation So my recommendation for this week is a new Pixar movie, Coco. Guys, it's so awesome. We went to go see it on Friday with my mother-in-law. And of course we had to go because we had to support our fellow Latinos. Um, It's really cool because there aren't actually like a lot of movies based on Latino um, heritage or anything like that. Like, And it was... It, for me, it was really good. Spoiler alert, I'm going to talk about it. So if you don't want to hear about it, fast forward. Um, but the premise is essentially a kid who's in love with music and the family hates music. And it really gave me like a way better understanding of like how all my tias have shrines at, at their houses. Like, I, always th- I always found it really weird and I never really understood it. And in the movie, they kept saying ofrenda. And I'm guessing that's like the proper term for um, like shrine. And so I really kind of, I feel like I got really inspired to um, put something up like that. But, um, so, an ofrenda is essentially part of the Day of the Dead celebration. The word ofrenda means offering. Okay, so I understood that. Offering in Spanish. They are also called altars or altares. But they are not for worship. Some people mistakenly think that Mexicans that set up ofrendas for their defunct relatives are actually worshipping them. Okay, that makes sense. I've always just called it a shrine. And like I said... My tias have always had them in their house, and they're very, like, like, ornate, you know, ornately decorated and stuff. Um, but anyways, in the movie, you know, they have the, their whole, their whole little shrine or ofrenda, um, set up. And it really did, like, inspire me to want to do that for families in my and my, uh, members of my family members who have passed, whoa, 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 tongue twister, members of my family who have passed, um, so yeah, so, but it was also very heartwarming, and my husband absolutely loved it, like, I think I saw him cry, <laughs> it was kind of funny, um, but no, it was really good, and I, when I initially saw, um, like the preview, and actually just the movie poster, it was, it had a little kid with his dog, and I told Carlos, and a guitar, of course, and I told Carlos, because he's a musician, um, this movie's totally about you, it's about a guy and his guitar and his dog, and it was so funny, because in the movie, the dog kind of reminds us of our dog, our male dog, he's silly like that, and real goofy like the dog in the movie, but anyways, just know, go see Coco, as soon as you can. Apparently, it had really good, like, box office numbers um, when it was released in Mexico two weeks ago because they tried to release it for Dia de los Muertes. Um, 
it had like the top grossing uh, Pixar earnings ever. Like it was the biggest movie for Pixar's in Mexico ever. So I don't know about the U.S., but I can imagine it's probably really good. And it was a really, really good movie. I would totally, I would totally buy it. Like it was such a good movie. So anyways, that's my recommendation for this week. So besides seeing Coco, we obviously did celebrate Thanksgiving. Um, I'm becoming a little more political and anti-Thanksgiving the more I learn. And the more I gain the knowledge that uh, Thanksgiving is and all it's cracked up to be. But I'm not going to get into that. Um, only because it's just Debbie Downer. And my 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 other adventure is uh, even sadder. But, um... <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, besides, um, Thanksgiving dinner, um, I did make a pretty awesome sweet potato casserole that apparently was super impressive and it didn't, wasn't your typical, like, canned yams with marshmallows on it. Um, I was actually, like, super impressed with my sweet potato casserole too, but I love sweet potatoes, so, um. I thought it would be really good, but it was basically like um, a sweet potato mash um, topped with like candied pecans and then put in the oven to kind of roast it up and heat it all throughout and yeah, it was pretty amazing. Um, but yeah, besides eating like two pounds of food this weekend um, for Thanksgiving, um, I did I did have an animal crisis which I kind of find myself in most of the time, especially when I'm in South Texas, because the animal controls, animal control of the city, and this, I feel like the laws themselves are not as astringent as they are here in Austin. Um, Austin's a very, very, very animal-friendly city, and um, we even have a like no tethering law. Um, but I feel like it's not like that anywhere else. And, you know, I grew up in South Texas and I used to frequent, um, Mexico, um, on the weekends with my stepmother. And so I'm very, very much used to seeing animals loose, stray animals. Um, it's, I'm used to it, but I'm not totally desensitized to it because I do what I can, you know. Last weekend that I spent in South Texas with my dad for my birthday, I was the girl that's had my dad drive her around for two hours on the back of his pickup feeding dogs, you know, because what's a bag of $20 food, you know, you know, spending, spending $25 on food and knowing that that dog got to have a full belly, you know, even for the day. Um, it's little things like that that I like to do. So I'm definitely used to seeing stray dogs, but it never, it never ceases to break my heart. Um, but this past weekend in Corpus, I kept hearing like this rustling in like a patio. So it's like a little covered patio, but it's on the first floor. So obviously I could peek over even though it was, it was like a wooden plank patio, so you can't really see through it. 
And I kept hearing this rustling. And one day, I finally got a peek, and I saw this puppy face. And I was like, oh, crap. And I was like, this is going to be what's going to, my weekend's going to turn into, essentially. And it actually happened on Friday. Oh, yeah, so we saw Coco Saturday, because we were going to do Black Friday shopping. And then the whole dog fiasco happened. And basically, I found out there's... A puppy probably about 12 weeks old it was really really young and it happened to be a boxer and if I haven't already talked about it I'm a boxer lover but most importantly I'm an animal lover animal advocate and animal lover and but when I saw that it was a boxer puppy it broke my heart because not only was it a puppy of maybe 12 to 16 weeks old but it was living on a patio that had toys galore, so obviously children in the household, and the whole patio reeked of urine and feces. Deplorable. It was disgusting. So, of course I did the right thing. What else is a girl to do? So the first thing I did, is I took my, bat, my dogs back into the um back into the place my mother-in-law's house so i left him in there so i could kind of walk out and be as inconspicuous as possible because i was going to be creeping so i get around and it's just it was awful i finally get to peek over because they had their shades drawn on the back door so they didn't they could not see me i'm sh but i'm sure other people saw me peeking over and just seeing this helpless little 12 week old, 16 week old puppy in probably um, enough space for them to stand was probably the size of your average laptop. The rest of it was covered in, well, it had a metal chair, it had a kid's bike, it had, uh, it looked like a top to a plastic tote where you would store stuff and just junk, junk. But on top of all of that, you could see there, the puppy had to defecate. And the only proper place to stand, it didn't want to defecate, so it would stand on top of other things to defecate. He not once barked. Um, the bulls that he had, they were bone dry, so he didn't have adequate water. I didn't see any food. He looked rather thin. And so, first, first instinct to kick in is, I'm gonna reach over and I'm gonna grab that dog. But, you know, I don't wanna do the wrong thing and I don't wanna do anything illegal. And I want people to understand that, you know, it is a law. You know, the Texas Penal Code states necessary food, water, care, and shelter is what is required to maintain the animal in a good, in a state of good health. And people don't understand, putting a dog out on a patio that's the size of a small closet and even smaller because you have junk out there is not, is not the way um, to have an animal. So I come back and I tell my mother-in-law, I was like, well, let me go get my phone because I want to get pictures. And of course, my husband hears me scheming. So he decides he's got to intervene. He figures he's going to go talk to this person and say, look, 
we'll take your dog, we'll pay for it, we'll buy it from you. Basically, is what we're going to try to do is buy it off this person and try to educate them in the process. And that's really what it is. It's about educating people. And um, no answer, no answer. And we could hear, we could hear people in there. So then I decided, you know what, I'm just going to go to the front office and the managers have to deal with this. They need to know what's going on. So um, we go into the office, you know, we kind of represent ourselves like um, pretty stern, like we volunteer with the Austin Boxer Rescue and we are, you know, animal advocates and we know the law and like, I think if you represent yourself in a way that um, kind of is intimidating, they take you a little more seriously than just a concerned citizen. So. I told them the situation, I walked them over there, they saw the disgust, they went and they knocked, nothing. They tried to enter the unit, it was dead bolted, so we knew somebody was home, we knew something was going to happen. So I go back to the office with the ladies and I basically say, look, I think you guys should get um, an officer down here, whether it's animal control or just a police officer for just an escort, because I feel that that's going to create a presence that will make the tenant or the um, owner feel more obligated to open the door. And so I leave it at that. I give them my number and I tell them, please call me and let the lady know that if she wants to surrender the dog, I will buy, I will take it. I will, I won't ask any questions. I'll take the dog and I'll bring it back to Austin with me and hopefully we'll get it adopted. And so I leave my name and number and I wait and I wait. So I wait, and then I decided, well, let me go check again. I haven't heard anything, I'm going to go check. I go out and peek over the balcony, the dog's gone. I was like, okay, something happened, or she's on to me, you know, the owner's on to me. So I give it some more time, I'm not going to intervene, hopefully the police officers came or animal control came, and then I'm also conversing with a rescue to try to you know, get this dog rescued, um, and nothing, I hear nothing, I don't see the dog, and I don't see it yet the rest of the weekend, the dog's never outside again, so my only hope is the animal control or the officer took proper care and, and the woman surrendered it, or the woman refused to surrender the dog and just brought it inside, um, I also did notice that they tried to clean up the patio, and um, almost like doused it in fabuloso, like literally, it was disgusting. I'm like, so not only did it smell like feces and urine, but now it smells like feces and urine covered in fabuloso. It was really bad. It was not even, it was a joke. So clearly management did get to talk to her because they, you know, that's a definitely a health and safety issue to have, you know, urine and feces just sitting out on a patio like that. So I didn't end up getting to rescue this dog and I obviously don't know the income and outcome. They, you know, the management never contacted me to let me know what happened. And so, like I said, the only thing I can hope for is she surrendered the dog to the officer or animal control that came. That's the only thing I can hope for. Because at this point, you know, I can't really intervene. I'm not the law. But it's one of those things where, you know, we have to educate people. 
if you're an animal advocate, you know, anytime you come across an injustice um, put upon an animal, the right thing to do is to try to help the animal if you can, feed it, give it water, but also try to educate the person that's there. You know, just give them advice. Like, I feel like, can people really be that ignorant? Like, be that ignorant to think that a puppy, yeah, is going to be okay on a patio? Like, putting a kid in a playpen, I guess, is mentality. But that's not how it works. Like, that's not how dogs work, especially puppies. Like, they need to be stimulated and be played with and need lots of attention. They're just like a baby at, you know, at that age. And that was, it was, he was really puppy. And what made me the saddest is he didn't bark. Like the first time we ever noticed him, it was dark. And Indy, my female boxer, kept sniffing around it. Obviously she couldn't see, but then she heard something rustle. Rustle like, uh, I don't know, like, I guess stepping on stuff or, like, moving stuff around in there. But never barked, never whined, never cried like a normal puppy would. So that was really concerning. Um, but it spooked Andy right away. And at first I thought, well, it's got to be, like, a rodent or a cat or something. And it wasn't until the next day during the daylight when I finally saw what it was. And, of course, that's when I took action. Um, but, you know, some people might think I'm nosy and... I never learn, you know, that's what my dad says. He's like, where do you come up with these ideas? You know, feeding dogs and stuff. And I don't know. It's, I don't think it's a wild idea to want to give dogs food. <laughs> I do it all the time, you know. When um, when the town that my dad lives in got a new H-E-B, they found that a lot of strays were hanging around. But I think it's because they built it on an area that was fields. And every time me and my stepmom would go to H-E-B, I would come out with some type of food for a dog to feed him. You know, my stepmom just laughs at me. But she knows that's how I am. And I've always been that way. Um, apparently I was like that since very, very young. My dad's always talk about that. But anyways, I guess it's really about educating people, you know, uh, being an animal advocate. But yeah, so for me, being an animal advocate is trying your best. And um, if you see something, just say something. It doesn't take a lot. Don't be embarrassed and don't feel like you're that person. Because I'd rather be that person than to turn a blind eye. Just saying. I love my dogs and I can't imagine them ever being out in the street and not have not knowing when their next meal is coming and our male was that you know he was a stray that was picked up in San Angelo and I can't imagine that like it it's really heartbreaking for me even my neighbor's dogs who I feel aren't being taken care of every day I give them a treat you know every day I throw a bone over the fence for them because I know they don't get the attention they deserve and yeah a bone a milk bone is a milk bone and it's not going to fill their stomach but for that very moment they're so happy and when they see me peek my head over the fence 
They just look at me and wag their tails. They know. They know what's coming. So, I'm sorry. I just can't ignore it. But, yeah, that was my major adventure in Corpus. So, I feel like every time I'm going to go out of town, that's just going to happen. Um, I travel for work. And this last trip, I went to Laredo right after my birthday. I spent a week in Laredo. And one of my coworkers was like, don't come back with an animal. Because uh, I've gotten pretty sneaky. And I have rescued animals a handful of times on my trips. But I just do, I just, I can't help myself. So if you're an animal lover like me, um, we'll be best friends. <laughs> But yeah, um, so yeah, that was my adventure in Corpus. So anyways, I know the holidays are coming up and everybody's busy and the year's coming to an end. We have officially less than 30 days to Christmas. I'm so excited because Christmas is my favorite. I will be spending the last days of the year um, back home. So I'm sure I'll have another dog adventure. Uh, at the beginning of the year, because <laughs> I will be in South Texas again with my family, and we'll be there for about 10 days. Um, my dad's probably really excited about that. <laughs> He's going to drive me around again. But yeah, so, but no murder for tonight. I just want to tell you guys about my holiday and how much fun I had. Um, the dogs got to see their friend, Abby, who is... My mother-in-law's boxer. She's really cool. Mother-in-law's in love with her. Um, we call we call we call her my dog's aunt because she's my mother-in-law's daughter. <laughs> it's funny. I make fun of my husband. I tell him it's his sister. Anyways, inside jokes. But yeah, so it was a good it was a good weekend, and um, I hope everybody had great time off work if you are one of the lucky people that has holiday leave um, if you weren't I'm sorry I did not go shopping on Black Friday to not give in to consumerism <laughs> and because I was saving dogs and yeah so anyways so hopefully I will be talking to you guys sometime midweek um, I'm really bad at keeping up. I'm trying to at least do an episode a week. It's hard because I feel like I don't have much to talk about. So I'm going to try. But I hope you guys enjoy this episode. And if you're an animal lover like me, let me know. Uh, we need more of them in this world. We need more compassion and humanity in this world. So have a good night and I will talk soon. Spay and neuter your animals, said Bob Barker. Bye.